Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today on an all-new Dr. Phil. Pete embezzled money for three years. He's going to prison and you're drunk all the time. A family in crisis. You said, I do not leave the bar intoxicated. Why are you lying to me? A mother in denial. I've watched Dad give you money. You've asked me for money. It's not true. Are you telling me that this young man is lying when he says that you're asking him for money to go to the bar? You asked even our friends for money. Who did I ask of your friends for money? Does it matter? Does it really matter? Will their older kids... Everyone asks me to fix everything and I can't do it. ...be forced to raise their family. I checked out. That is not an option. I don't know how to deal with it. I know how to deal with it. You get over it. You need to deal with your responsibilities. Let's do it. Have a good show, everybody. Here we go. This is a safe place to talk about hard things. Stand by, Dr. Phil. I try to be an emotional compass and point you in the right direction. In five, four. I am not giving up on you. Go, Dr. Phil. You know, home is definitely not where the heart is for the family on today's show. In fact, time is running out as the weight of all of their problems are coming crashing down. We have mail fraud, prison, DUIs, total cars, and pill addictions. Now, Dad Pete, Mom Kim, son PJ, and daughter Sarah and Carter are left standing amongst all of this rubble, with only two months left to pick up the pieces before Dad Pete goes to prison for two years and nine months. It's not bad enough that Dad's going away for fraud. The children say they cannot rely on their mother because she's a drunk. Now, the eldest daughter, Sarah, has emailed the show six times asking for help. Let's start by hearing what she has to say. My dad's going to prison and I'm terrified. I'm scared about what we're gonna do without him. My mother is a drunk. She drinks every day. I live with my mom right now, so I have to deal with her drunkenness more often than the rest of my family. I already feel bad enough. I already feel bad enough. I'm drunk and piece of every day. Every single day, you're right. I'm drunk every day, so I'm as well. A few days before Christmas, my mom came home from the bar and she was really drunk. Then my mom got really mad and started yelling and screaming and throwing things at me. And then my mom actually started kicking in my door, so I called the police. My mom has kicked in my bedroom door and put a hole through it and also ripped her bathroom door off the hinges because she was that mad. She'll scream and cause an argument with me or somebody else. And then other times she'll just get into her car and leave. My mom has driven drunk quite a few times. She's totaled two cars the past 
past two years. The car that she has now, the front bumper's almost hanging off. She'll threaten to leave drunk in her car quite often. I would say my mom gave up. I feel helpless. If things don't change, my mom is going to end up killing herself by her drunken driving or abandon my younger siblings. My biggest fear when my dad goes to prison is that me and my younger siblings are gonna have to fend for ourselves. Well, Sarah, I'm, I'm glad to meet you. You've got a steep hill to climb in front of you. Yeah. H how old are you? 20. 20? Yeah. You have no confidence in your mother's ability to help you in any way whatsoever? Not at all. Every night, she literally is drunk, like every single night. She says she is, to use her words, an occasional drinker. No, she drinks every single day. She's an kind of social, occasional drinker. No, she drinks every single day. Every single day? Yeah. It depends on what she drinks. If she drinks beer, then she'll be like tipsy, like whatever, like fine, like you can, she's like reasonable. But if she drinks liquor, then she's falling down, freaking and out. What do you say to her about this? I mean, if you said, come on, pull it together here. We got a problem. Dad's going away. Yeah, and she, she's like, oh, I know, I'll stop, I'll stop, I'll stop, and then she never does. So who all's in this family? There's how many children? Four. So the four of you, and you say a drunk mother and a dad going off to prison. Yeah. Other than that, things are going pretty well for you. <laughs> I guess. Is she doing other drugs? She does pain pills, yeah. Uh, she, anything else? I don't, she smokes weed sometimes. She smokes weed, so you've seen her? Yeah. Has she done it with you? She's tried to, yeah. Well, Sarah's mother, Kim, vehemently denies abusing alcohol and says her drinking is only a symptom of her husband's impending prison stint for mail fraud. Now, Sarah has written me not once, not twice, not three, not four, not five, but six times asking for help. I've gotten not one paragraph from her mother who says, she doesn't have a problem. Take a look. It started with my marriage ending and my family falling apart. Then I wrecked two trucks. Then Pete got caught with the embezzlement. Pete has contributed to our kids treating me like an outcast, lying about me to them. Pete has told my kids I drink too much. They've accused me of doing pain medication, which I do not do. He told the kids that I blackmailed him to keep on stealing money so that I could do pills, which was a lie. Pete embezzled money for three years, of which I was with him for one. I did not see any of the money that he embezzled for the last two years that he did that. He's helped alienate me from my kids. They have said that they hated me. You hate better. me. No, you don't you want a relationship with me. It doesn't matter. I've been no, over to the house matter. a thousand times, stone cold sober, sitting no, there trying to talk to you. No, because you're drunk. That you is don't not even remember true. half the time you come over. Pete has given me money to stay away. Pete will put $20 on the porch so that I don't come to the house. Pete thinks that I'm responsible for him having affairs, for him embezzling money, and I'm responsible for all the bad choices that I've made. In his eyes, I created this whole entire mess. And I think it's Kim, you drunk? I don't think I'm a drunk. I think that I drink too much. Okay, so your husband, is weeks away from going to prison for three years. This family is in shambles, would you agree? Absolutely. 
You got a 20-year-old daughter here who feels like the burden of this whole family is on her shoulders because you're... I'm surprised that she feels like that because the burden of the family is on mine. I have to... It's supposed to be on yours, but it's on mine because I'm the only one that keeps you guys civil. I'm the one that everyone's like, oh, mom and him, mom and Carter are fighting. Mom and dad are fighting. Can you please ask dad to stop doing this? Can you please ask her to stop doing that? You always, everyone asks me to fix everything and I can't do it. I don't, I can't do it anymore. I did check out. I checked out. I didn't know what to do anymore. I, I just couldn't take it. I couldn't deal with it. I just, I didn't know what to do. We got a clock ticking here, okay? Checking out and leaving this to your daughter to handle is not an option. I know. Do we get that? Yep, so really. what is your strategy for being here today? Is your strategy for being here today that you want to come across as best you can? No. You want to backfill and cover? You said, and I quote, I'm an occasional drinker. I do not leave the bar intoxicated. Well, that's a lie. Why are you lying to me? Your daughter, who you say, it's not her responsibility, it's mine. Oh, that's a lie she I said. wrote me six times asking for help. Not you, her. And so here you are, and you started out by lying. I'm an occasional drinker. I don't leave the bar intoxicated. Yes, I did say that. After I said that, I've told them I, I drank too much. I drank too often. You were recorded in the airport on your way here, right? Sarah gave us this video she taped of her mother, Kim, right before she boarded her flight to Los Angeles. What time was the flight? 7.45 uh -huh. in the morning. In the morning. We had to be at the airport at 6.30. It was in the morning, doesn't matter really. It was stupid. Take a look. 7.41 in the morning. And my mom is at the airport getting a beer. Mom, this is my beautiful daughter that wrote in the I know, Bill. Yeah, that uh, Bloody Mary was good. I know you're mad at me, but I don't care. I seriously don't. And you could go tell Dr. Phil that I came to the bar in the morning. I don't care. Go ahead and tell Dr. Phil whatever the f you tell Dr. Phil the f It's not funny. Sorry. Why don't you just tell me? I just said I was sorry. Very mature. Very mature. And fine leadership for your daughter, I might add. Okay, let's take a break. We're going to meet Kim's husband and find out why he blames his wife, Les, addiction for supporting his criminal activity and taking away his freedom when we come back. got a job as a traffic manager at a large corporation. I was making less money, and at the same time, Kim's addiction was on the rise. That's when the embezzlement idea actually took root. And later, is your brain so fried right now that you don't get what's happening here? I'm sure, and I knew that was gonna come. You need to deal with your responsibilities, because you are pissing me off. Dr. Phil here, come February 27th, you're going to be able to pick up a book called We've Got Issues, and you know we do.
This is a book that says it's going to teach you how to stand strong for America's soul and sanity. And in this book, I set forth 10 principles for saving this society from going off the deep end. 10 principles for protecting your family. 10 principles for giving you what you need to flourish and have the life that you want for yourself and for your children and for your grandchildren. We've taken some wrong turns. We've been letting the loudest voices dictate some of the thinking that has taken us way off course. Well, I'm speaking up and bringing us back to the center of the road. I hope you'll pick this book up and I hope you'll read it with a real open mind because I'm pushing back against a lot of what you've been hearing. Somebody had to do it. Might as well be me. February 27th, we've got issues. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My dad has definitely done things that are irresponsible to get us to this point. My dad embezzled the money. My dad's the one that ended the marriage, and he's the one that put us in the situation in having to rely on my mom while he's away because if it wasn't for him embezzling the money, he wouldn't be going away. I'm angry. I hate that he says that everything in this family that went wrong stems from her. If my dad didn't do what he did, then I don't think any of us would be in the situation that we're in right now. Kim's husband, Pete, says he was struggling to make ends meet and nearly lost their house. That's when Pete says he came up with a plan to bring in hundreds of thousands of dollars. Of course, there was only one problem with the plan. It's landed him with a prison sentence of three years. He heads to jail in just a matter of weeks. Kim got addicted to drugs and got progressively worse over the years. She was hooked on the pain medicine to the point where it consumed her. I got a job as a traffic manager at a large corporation. I was making less money, and at the same time, Kim's addiction was on the rise. I knew that she was using the money for pills. We fell behind in our mortgage. I tried to set up a brokering company that was my own company inside the company that I worked in. I realized that I could make a lot more if I just submitted phony invoices, and that's when the embezzlement idea actually 
took root. The embezzling wasn't about buying possessions and nice things. It was about funding Kim's addiction. Kim got my full paycheck, and I would have to live off the money that I embezzled, plus pay all the bills. I tried to quit, and she would not have it. Kim threatened to blackmail me and tell my boss that I was taking money. She said that that was not an option, that I was going to continue to give her the money that she needed, and if not, she would turn me in. She was trying to frame me as the bad guy. On January 4th, 2013, someone made an anonymous tip to my company that I was embezzling money. I embezzled $356,000 before I was caught. I was sentenced for 33 months in federal prison for mail fraud. My biggest concern while I'm in prison is that Kim is a fit mother and that she is able to drive my kids safely and not wreck and kill them or kill somebody else. Okay, Pete, uh, I'm glad you're here. I said we got a ticking clock here, right? Yes, sir. Uh, unfortunately, you've made some really bad choices. Absolutely. And w you're going in. There's nothing that's going to change that, right? Nothing. What the hell were you thinking? It was probably like a last-ditch effort um, just to, to save our house, and it just snowballed into what it became. Um, I was not at all, when I first started out in this, I thought that it was gonna be just, uh, just enough to save the house and then quit. And it, it just, it, it never stopped. Were, were you giving her money for pills? I was giving her, I wouldn't. He I was wouldn't paying my bills. Yeah, you weren't giving me money, you were paying my bills. You never handed me money. And, and you said this was not well thought out. You had this brokerage company, so, you would, you would send a, a bill to the company mm -hmm. and then they would then send you money even though you didn't really do anything. Correct. Correct. And then you would send them another bill and then they would send you some more money and then you would send them another bill and then they would send you some more money and then you would send them another bill and then they would send you some more money this added up to $360,000 across time. Right. You spent that money on some fairly big ticket items, like $2,000 towards a mortgage, $6,500 on home improvement, a vacation to Jersey, $5,000 to North Carolina, five grand on a car for you, five on a car for Kim, a truck for PJ, $1,200 on a quad, and so we, we totaled that up. That was 32 two. Where did the rest of this money go? Well, like I said, I was paying the bills for both households and also giving Kim money on the side. And but that's $340,000. Yeah, over three years. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. 100 grand a year. Well, right. Well, if you pay the, the bills for two households, 100 grand is not a lot. Cable bills, cell phone bills, eating out every day because she was too high to cook. Oh, my God. It's the truth. Were you spending some of this money on drugs and alcohol? Yeah, some of it. About maybe a couple hundred dollars a month. I didn't drink a lot at that time. Did you blackmail him? Not for pain pills. I didn't even want him to know I was doing that. She probably don't I, even remember. What did you, not for pain pills. What did you blackmail him for? Uh, when he would get mad at me and leave for the night and then come home the next day and act like I was a total biatch 
And I would say, if you keep on acting like that and keep on treating me like that, I, maybe I should call your boss. Maybe I should tell on you. Let's, you did it on Christmas Eve. I know, I, PJ had to go drag your hind end back to the house. Right. You did it, you, and you know that. And when we got separated, she found out all kind of crap about you. You're right. About your stuff that you did. I, I cannot believe that you sit there with a self-righteous tone oh and tell goodness. me that you dragged your children into this relationship meltdown How did I between drag the children the, into that Oh my god how did you you said I she knows Woman. Did you find stuff out on your own that I had no idea about Yeah I had no idea she told me Oh you too Tell me about it Yeah <laughs> You been drinking today? No. Pills? No. Nope. I took a drug test for your show. I blew into a thing and I took a test. We're going to meet Kim's 21-year-old son who says he will have to help lead the family when his father goes to prison as he cannot depend on his drunk mother to step up to the plate. My mom comes home drunk four to five times a week. It is a disaster. She is very mean and rude. My mom has become violent when she's drunk. A few weeks ago, my mom came home drunk and she punched me in the face. And later... On New Year's Day, I ended up kicking your door thinking I was gonna find you dead. I'm just praying the whole time, Lord, please don't let this happen. I had to take you to the psych ward. He's going to prison and you're drunk all the time. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, essential television. My relationship with my 21-year-old son, PJ, is tumultuous. He has called me many, many nasty names. He has called me a piece of <laughs> He said he couldn't wait to see me in my casket someday. He has gotten in my face and screamed and hollered. He's very volatile and he has anger issues. Kim says her 21-year-old son, PJ, is so volatile that he has grabbed her by the arm and thrown her out of the house. But PJ says it's his mother who is the violent drunk and punched him in the face after he questioned her sobriety. He says time is running out and his mother needs to get her act together so she can take care of the family while his father goes to prison for mail fraud. My mother has spiraled out of control. When my dad goes to prison, me and my sister Sarah will be the ones in charge because my mother is very irresponsible. My mom is an alcoholic and a drug addict. She is always at the bar. She's not at the bar, she's here being drunk. My mom comes home drunk four to five times a week. It is a disaster. She is very mean and rude. My mother does say hurtful, evil things to me and my siblings. She calls us her bitches or ass she would call me stupid. My mom has become violent when she's drunk. A few weeks ago, my mom came home drunk and she punched me in the face. 
I was angry. I have lost my temper with my mom. I have screamed at her. I have threatened to call the police on my mother and she is still the same. I am sick and tired of my mom being drunk. What makes me the most angry about my mom's behavior is I am the one that always has to step up and take responsibility for my mom. It's very stressful and chaotic. I have given my mom plenty of chances to get better and she blows it every single time. I don't want anything to do with my mom if she doesn't change. PJ, I'm glad you're here. Um, sorry that you need to be. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad you're here because we've got a ticking clock here. There are two members of the family that aren't here because I felt it was inappropriate to have them here because they're underage. Um, and they're caught in the crossfire here. They're, they're caught in the middle of this. And um, you're concerned about them, right? Yes, very concerned about them. What do you think about what your mother has had to say so far? I think that I, I have watched you. I've watched Dad give you money. You've asked me for money. You've asked Sarah for money to go to the bar and do yes, whatever. Even our friends for money. Yeah, our, yeah my, my close friends that come over and hang out with me, they, she'll ask them for money. Who did I ask of your friends for money? Does you it matter? Where? Does yeah. it really matter? Yes, because it's because not true. Because you, you think he's lying. Is he lying? I didn't fly all the way to L.A. to lie on TV. About oh, you. I did. I flew all the way here to lie. But we've him. already covered that, that you lied, right? <laughs> Listen, look at me. You, 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 you vacillate between being self-righteous and being a victim. I, I'm trying to get through to you. Do, do you really think that you, you are being straight and forthcoming here? Is your brain so fried right now that you don't get what's happening here? No. No, look at me. Don't waste my time. I know the number for foster care. I've got that number. I can pick that phone up. I'm sure, and I knew that was going to come. Well, listen, you're making that choice, not me. Don't play the victim with me. You need to make a choice to step up and deal with your responsibilities because you are pissing me off. You need to be honest with yourself, and you need to be honest with me. Now, are you telling me that this young man is lying when he says that you're asking him for money to go to the bar? Is that a lie? He doesn't have a job. I didn't ask you I if he had a job. Sarah I asked you his if, dad. Did somebody write stupid on my forehead? No. I did not ask you if he had a job. I asked you if you asked him for money to go to the bar. I do not think that I've asked PJ for I've money to go there. to the bar. It's ridiculous. This was a test to see if the occasional drinker would be honest. And by the way, yes, I did ask you to take a drug test when you came here. You were clean for alcohol, I'm happy to say. You tested positive for marijuana, which is good for 30 days. You tested positive for methamphetamines, which What's is good methamphetamines? for 72 hours. TCA, which is a antidepressant, 72 hours, and oxycodone which is five to seven days. That is a If I wouldn't have the job I have, I just took a drug test on he Friday. He has the best drug test there are, Mom. No, my God, no, whatever. Do you buy drugs on the street? Absolutely not. She buys them from her friends in the bar. We're gonna take a break. Pete and Kim's 13-year-old daughter says an altercation broke out one night after <laughs> her mother attacked her in her own bed and bit her foot.
but Kim says it was actually her youngest daughter who became violent and hit her in the head five times. Either way, their daughter says she does not want to live with Kim when Pete goes to prison. We'll be right back. My mom's a complete drunk. She screams at me. You stupid little bee. I cannot remember the last time my mom said she loved me or even hugged me. And later... We know when you're drunk. We can hear it on your voice. We can smell it on your breath. You can't trick me or her or her. We love you and we want you back. When my dad goes to jail, I'm gonna stay here at his house and pay the bills. It's going to be very rough on me. If my mother continues to act in her alcoholic ways, I will not let her around this house. I do not want to give up my own life to support my own mother. I am afraid my mom's going to end up on the streets because I'm not going to pay for her to be an alcoholic. Well, that was PJ talking about how he refuses to enable his mother's addiction to alcohol. Pete and Kim's 13-year-old daughter says she does not like her mother and cannot stand to look at her face because she chooses the bar over her children. As a result, she says she refuses to live with her mother when her father goes to prison for mail fraud in a month. My dad is going to prison, and I'm really upset about it because he's the only parent I have in my life and the only one I can rely on. My mom's a complete drunk. I don't live with my mom anymore because she crashed her car over being drunk. After that day, my dad told me to just pack up all my clothes and get out and come live with him because he's done with it. Her drinking is definitely the worst. I can't even take it anymore. We haven't really had a relationship in about two years. When I do see her, she's drunk, and she usually screams swear words at me. You stupid little bee. That's how she screams at me. A couple nights ago, she came over, and she slept in my bed with me. I woke up, and I was like, all right, get out of my bed. And she, like, full-on just attacked me and, like, got on top of me and called me a little bee and then bit my foot. I'm really sick of seeing her like that. I'd rather not see her at all. It's definitely affecting me the most because I'm the youngest, and I need a mom in my life. I cannot remember the last time. My mom said she loved me or even hugged me. It's like she totally neglected me and doesn't really care about me at all. You're definitely not gonna take me in when my dad goes or I'm gonna just call child services on you and I'll just have somebody else take care of me because I'd be in better hands than with you. Okay, I, I'm sorry that you're in the middle of all of this, and I understand at your age, I would not normally have you out here, but you are deeply embroiled in this. We're not using your name, we're not showing your face, but feel free to say anything and everything that I you I just want don't to. understand why she says that she wants to get better and she wants to have a better relationship with us when every day of her life she drinks. It's not, it's everyday thing. She says it's not inconstant, but it's everyday. And I don't understand why you would pick alcohol over us. Sarah's more of a mother figure than you are, and so is Dad. I don't even talk about personal things anymore because I don't have anyone to talk to besides Sarah. And it's like, she, she even asked me for money to drink. And I don't know why she's saying that she didn't ask him, because she's asked me, and I don't give it to her. I'll say no, like I'll be like, nope, I don't have it, but I, I, I have money on me, I just don't give it to her because I don't want to see her drunk because after I give her money, she'll just come back to our house 
and just sit on the couch and pass out drunk. You say, this was a quote from you, I could be standing there and she starts mumbling, little stupid B, yes. and every tells your day. brother to get She's you away us. from her. Yeah, you call me every time I see you. There's probably been like maybe twice you haven't called me yet. You always call me one. It's like more of my name than my real name. I have called her bitch. Plenty of times. When I try to go over there and hang out and stuff, she acts like she Every hates me. When I pick her up drunk. at school, I picked you up at school the other yeah, day. and then you almost crashed the car. What did she say to you on your birthday? She called, she, she called me a bitch, like she always does. Why? It's my 13th birthday, and then a couple like months after that, she called me 12 because she was drunk on my birthday, and she didn't really even... I guess she didn't remember that it was my birthday, but she calls me 12. And I'm about to turn 14 and she's still calling me 12. So you don't much care for her? I love her with all my heart. She's hard to deal with. She's resentful because of what I've done. Yeah, who wouldn't she be, Mom? She won't give me a chance all at all. Who wouldn't be? You stepped out of my life for two years. Do you think I'm just gonna Peter, be you so happy and Danny? Like... No, what? Oh, God. Kim wants instant forgiveness and she wants every if, if she comes over if the kids aren't receptive to her she goes straight to the bar she's like i tried well sarah wrote into the show six times asking for my help with her mother who she says is an alcoholic and pill addict she even admits the family tried to do an intervention but it failed uh we'll talk about that when we come back Kim drives drunk all the time. She has crashed two vehicles, rolled them over. One was my truck and one was hers. The second drunk driving accident with Kim, she called me up and asked me to come to the scene and take responsibility for it so that she wouldn't get charged with a second DUI. I said no to that. Then she called my daughter and asked her. She also said no. Kim was willing to have my daughter receive a DUI in her place so that she would not face jail time. I'm not a drug addict. I do not use pain pills. I do not get the shakes. I'm bored. I'm sad. I drink because I don't know what else the hell to do. What is the truth? You, you tell me where you are with regard to alcohol and drugs. I definitely drink too much, and I haven't done drugs for a long time. I have no idea why those are positive, because I swear to God, I swear to God, I haven't done anything in a long time but I drink too much and I drink too often. And when you say you drink too much, uh, what, what does that mean? I drink almost every day. And you drink to the point of what? A lot of the times I drink to the point of intoxication. Not every single time I drink, uh -huh. but they think that I'm intoxicated every time they see me which isn't really true, but... We don't even know, know what she's you. like anymore. <coughs> we, no, no, no. We know you. We know who you are. We know when you're intoxicated. We know when you're drunk. We can hear it on your voice. We can smell it on your breath. He's going to prison, and you're drunk all the time, and we want you back. Okay. I'm, I am tired of constantly, like, Christmas Eve, New Year's, 
I had to kick in your door because you were cutting yourself. On New Year's Day, I had to take her car and drive to your house and kick in your door thinking I was going to find you dead. Do you know what that was like for me on the whole ride over there? I'm just praying the whole time, Lord, please don't let this happen. Please, Lord God, please. I had to take you to the hospital. I had to, get, I had to take you to the psych ward because I do not know what else to do. You're drinking to numb your pain about what's going on in this family. It's just delaying it by another day. Every single day you drink is another day that you just delayed dealing with your pain instead of just sobering up and being sober and dealing with what's going on I don't know here. how to deal with it. What do you mean? I'm 21 years old and I know how to deal with it. You get over it. Life happens like every single day. There's a lot more, there's way more people in a lot worse situations than we are in. You're gonna tell me you don't know how to deal with your problems? You have two young kids, and that's, it. for me, I don't care. Like, I, I realize that yeah, I'm not a kid anymore. She's not a kid anymore. We, we don't have, we don't have to, like, deal with this. They, they have to deal with this. They ha every day, they have to realize that they're going to spend the next three years without him and that you're, you aren't emotionally there. You're not emotionally there. You're vacant all the time. And, it's, and, and, and then when you do want to talk about your emotions, you're, hammered and we don't want to talk to you when you're hammered we don't want to deal with that we want a genuine person a real person we want you back i miss the mom that raised me i want the mom that raised me the one that told me right from wrong every day is a new day a new opportunity new, every sunrise brings hope and we we don't they need you we need you You hear what he's saying to you? PJ and Sarah. <laughs> PJ and Sarah say they will have to give up their lives to take care of their younger siblings uh, after their father is incarcerated. Uh, they say they're willing to do it. They, they'll, they'll make any sacrifice for their young siblings because they love them. Their concern is they know they're not equipped to do it, and they're right. You need to find out what I think about their plans and what my plan is when we come back. There was a time when you two people installed some very solid core values in the rest of these people in your family. It's reflected in those that sit here. And that has carried the day because you did have a moral compass before it spun out of control. For whatever reason, you started self-medicating. Drugs, pills, you're a drunk. You need to get dried out, sobered up, cleaned up. You need to get yourself under control and the clock is ticking, you need to do it right now. It needs to be your top priority. You need to not have one other thing distracting you from it. You have got to stop your life and get yourself cleaned up before he goes away or your family is gonna disintegrate and it will not come back together. You have an absolute mission. 
You have no other priority. You have no other alternative. You need to get yourself in a position to lead this family because that is coming at you like a Mack truck. Now, I will make that available to you. I've made arrangements for you to do it. Uh, the executive director of Hanley Center at Origins, Robert Park, is here with us today. Hanley Center at Origins provides a comprehensive continuum of individualized alcohol and drug addiction treatment programs for adults, really baby boomers. These are not kids. Robert, this is an urgent situation because of the timing here. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Absolutely, yeah. This is dire, and uh, treatment is absolutely necessary in this case, I think, and, and we can certainly help you and help the whole family. Everyone's suffered long enough here. I am offering you this opportunity. Will you take it? I just, what am I supposed to do about my job and being financially Mom, responsible well, for the kids? Please, your you're, job is not more important than us. Okay, I'm gonna answer, listen, that's a fair question. I'm gonna answer that one question. You can go home and take care of that job and total two more cars and wreck your entire family. That's choice one. Or you can arrange for a leave of absence given your extraordinary circumstances. I work for a temporary agency. Or you can quit oh, your please. damn job. Well, no, listen, listen. Here's your, you, you, you're not in too much of a fog to understand this. You can either go home and keep your job and, and, and continue down a, a path of destruction, or you can go clean up your life and give your family a chance and then look for another job. Those, to me, are the two choices, but you're gonna make them, not me, and you're gonna own it, not me. Wanna know what's coming up on Dr. Phil? Visit our website and subscribe to our email newsletter. You'll get weekly updates, life strategies, and exclusive video that you won't find anywhere else. Plus, on drphil.com, you can see sneak previews of upcoming shows. Log on today. So you can go home and keep drinking and keep your job until you destroy something really worth something. Or you can take the help and save what really matters. Now, he made a really stupid choice to save a pile of bricks. So you want to make a really stupid choice and save a job. I, you know, I don't know. What do you think? Well, I got to take care of the kids. Yeah, you're doing a great job of it now. And how long do they want me to go to Wayward? Does it matter? Yeah. No, okay. it, does not, it does not matter. There okay. are millions of jobs out there. You God. just got one. Kim, making a few bucks an hour. If you sober up and you become the person you used to be, there isn't a job out there that you're not going to be able to get. Seriously, please you're a smart please. person. Okay, well, best of luck to you and... I, I made you the offer and- Please say yes. I didn't say no. I understand. Y'all heard me make her the concerted offer. Oh, so yes. at you this point, you, you know, you came here to get her some help yes. and you got it. And that should give you- Let me say yes. That should give you permission okay. to know where you are. Uh, I want to thank all of my guests today. A special thanks to Executive Director of Henley Center at Origins, Robert Park. Uh, these programs are designed to provide patients and families with treatment solutions. But they gotta be there to get them. And uh, y'all may just be turning around and going home by yourselves. And uh, oh, that's the deal. That's the deal.
uh, log on to drphil.com and share your thoughts on our message boards. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook and Twitter using hashtag drphil and hashtag needing to step up. Okay. Okay. Any final comment from you? Thank you for your time. Okay. Anything else? Thank you. Thank you so much. Anything else? I'll go. Okay. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Thank you.